0: Beginning to episode 49, chapter 4
1: of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life.
0: And today, Josh and I are wrapping up this week talking about uh, our conversation that we had with Paul Smith, which has been A really great conversation and and just a really good time of of hearing his testimony and learning from him. I mean, man, every time I talk to this guy, I learn so much about him. Number one, he's a fellow introvert like uh, you and I are, Josh. And so, like, after church and stuff, when we were able just to sit down and talk, it's just you know it's back and forth back and forth and so th- there's lots of similarities and and just the kinds of the temperament that we have the things that we like that you know he's he's into like star trek and star wars yeah he huge, seriously so. wears a
1: star trek jacket to church every every week through the through the winter it was, it's awesome
0: Yes, it's awesome. So the guy is just a, a really great guy and, and just a ton of wisdom that comes from him. And so uh, this has been a really great conversation to have. And then it's been even greater, I think, just being able to reflect back on it as we often have the joy of doing. And so um, this has become one of our favorite parts of the, uh, the podcast is just to, for us to talk and, and go over what we have learned about from this uh, conversation we sort of cut off chapter three just because we had gone way over. If, you, as, if you've noticed, these chapters have been a lot longer, or maybe not a lot, but quite a bit longer than our typical chapters are, and, um, and we, we have less of them. And so, like, how does that happen? Well, we, we could have kept going, I think, for a couple more hours. Still. Easily,
1: easily. Easily.
0: Um, one of the areas that we really wanted to break into next with Paul, and we'll probably have him back on the podcast to go a little bit more in depth on this, uh, anyway, but Josh and I get to talk about this right now. So, Hey, what do you know? You get bonus episodes, (laughs) (laughs) um, is the process of spiritual disciplines and, and how that process aids in our walk with Christ and how it can aid in our continued recovery. How are can aid in our continued growth in Christ, and so um if you guys have listened to the podcast for a long time, you know that we're big fans of this in fact it's just it it's step two like one of the top steps practice right? the basics top top five it's number two and uh practice the basics exactly and so because because I was really struck Josh by what how you described the end of chapter three you're you're talking about We don't become Christians by being good. We become good by being Christians. And being a Christian means accepting who you are in Christ and putting your faith in Him. And so it's really not anything about us that is good. It's God's goodness, Christ's goodness attributed to us because of who He is and what He did for us.
1: And it takes me back to um, that... That quote that we've had several guests bring up before uh, from Brennan Manning, um, God accepts you as you are, not as you should be, because none of us is as we should be. And I think it's easy to look at that and say, well, yeah, that's just a license to go and do whatever we want because God accepts us. But in reality, it's, it's about not trying to draw a line anymore and say, at this point, I am good enough. Because mm-hmm. we will never be good enough, and that's the point of of what Paul's saying in Romans three, there, where he says that Christ's righteousness has been imputed or given to us um, as a free gift. And so, I don't know. It's refreshing to me to hear somebody like Paul Smith tell his story because, in so many ways, it echoes mine. Been a Christian for a long time, and yet still really struggles with some really deep issues and it leaves you with no other option than to turn to God and say okay it's got to be your grace and nothing else because i can i can't do anything good on my own
0: mhm and it seems if that's all true and we believe it is it seems really weird to then interject spiritual disciplines into this conversation or into this process because again for so many people us included Spiritual disciplines has represented more of that earning way of trying to become good. It it doesn't it doesn't seem to fit at first glance um, with uh, Brendan Manning's quote that you just uh, gave us, and so that's why we like our new approach to spiritual disciplines and practicing the basics. Which isn't is really because, new. <laughs> which isn't really new, exactly. But but it's new for us, and I think it's yeah. new for many people to to look at the spiritual disciplines in this way. And that is, step number two flows from step number one in how to create a lifestyle of discipleship. So, step number one is to know your identity in Christ. So, if step two, all of these spiritual disciplines flow out of that, it can't possibly be a doing thing or an earning thing. It, it has to start from who you are. And so, as Josh is talking about that at the end of the last chapter, I couldn't help but think, man, this is a great opportunity to really drill down on how these things uh, play out in our lives. And uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. I think the spiritual disciplines, when seen from this perspective, become um, an excellent, excellent opportunity for training. I like, to, I like to think about the spiritual disciplines in terms of training, like an athlete, trains for a competition. Again, I think there is some potential for this to still get lost in the weeds of well, you're just trying to do to, you know, to be better or to perform better. But that's not it at all. It's 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 learning to practice a discipline, practice a skill so that when it comes game time, you're able to perform without having to give it much thought at all. And let me give you an example of what I mean by this. Um. So, an athlete is an athlete because that th- they are. They play football. So, you are a football player. You have accepted Christ. You are a Christian. When you begin to do things then, like learn to study Scripture and learn to recognize the story of God throughout human history, when you begin to pray and speak with God each and every day, you begin to, as uh, Pastor Fa- or, uh, Father Albert said, um, keep your ear to the ground. You learn to listen for his voice. These are, th- these are practices. You are practicing learning to see God in the everyday moments of life so that when you are out and about in your day-to-day life, and all of a sudden, a real moment comes about when stakes matter. Maybe somebody comes up to you and is asking you for help. Now, all of a sudden, you have conditioned, you have practiced hearing from God and seeing how God works in human history to say, wait a second, this isn't just some ordinary guy. This isn't just a random moment that I'm encountering here. This is a God-ordained moment that's happening, and God wants me to listen for his voice so I can speak into this guy's life. And so now, because you have practiced the basics, you now have the tools to uh, you know, perform on game day, as it were. And again, I know some of this language gets... Fuzzy, like I fr- I get frustrated with it too, because it's I say perform, but it's not a performance. It's just it's yeah. doing the thing that God has called you to do
1: because of who you are. I kind of I kind of pull this a little bit from N.T. Wright, a little bit from Dallas Willard, but um and I might have stolen this analogy from just somebody else entirely, and I don't remember who it is. But anyway, um it's also kind of like adjusting and training your body to get it used to living in a different kind of environment I mean, we mm-hmm. talk about the kingdom of god is coming and jesus demonstrated what the kingdom of god looks like and it's a radically different perspective on what it means to live life than what we're used to right now and our identity as children of god may be set but if he were to just take us and drop us in the middle of that kingdom of God life right now, as it is, it would feel very weird to us. And there would be a lot of our, our, our own natures that fight against that. And actually that's what's happening in the spiritual life right now. I mean, we're, we're so used to, to living and getting our own way to fulfilling our own desires that when Jesus says, deny yourself, it feels like we're killing ourselves to even do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's because you are, it, you are, and it's it's almost like uh, somebody training for really high altitude performance. You get up there at first, and there's like almost uh, no oxygen compared to what you're used to down at at sea level. But and it feels like you can't breathe at first. But as you get as you get going, as you practice and you train in that in that environment for a while pretty soon it becomes much easier to, to do those things because your body adapts, your body changes to actually function in that new environment. And I think yes. the spiritual disciplines are, are exactly the same. It's, it's our way of training our bodies to live in a new environment where we continually commune with God, where we confess our, our faults and our flaws because we're not worried about protecting our own identity, where we uh, do things like fast, which I know is something that Jesus said wouldn't happen in the, in the future. But right now we fast because it shows our dependency on God. And the Mm -hmm. dependency on God is something that we want to live in day in, day out. That's how God's created us. He's wired us to, to live and function. And so these spiritual disciplines are just getting our, our lives used to that new kingdom of God environment.
0: Yeah. That's a great way of uh, a great way of picturing it. Getting used to Paul talks about you know beating his body into submission as an athlete does for a race, right? It's it's that same principle. Getting conditioned to be able to do the thing that you're wanting to do, and in this case, it's it's live faithfully as a follower of Christ. Um, Another thing that I love, I think it's really really helpful to think about when it comes to the spiritual disciplines, is what um, James K. A. Smith talks about as far as um, he takes a lot of the scientific uh, studies that have been done on habit formation and brain chemistry, and he applies this so incredibly well to the Christian life. And if we look at the spiritual disciplines in terms of what they do to us neurochemically, as far as habit formation,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: it, it does exa- it's just another way of looking at and saying exactly what you just said there, Josh, is... We begin at first when you start to do these sorts of things, you start to fast, fasting hurts, Um, waking up earlier, you know, spending time in silence and solitude. It hurts. Part of you literally dies because you're creating new habits. You're overriding old habits and creating new habits. It it feels uncomfortable uh, to do that. But what happens is, is you have to put in a burst of effort at the beginning to create these new habits. But once the new habit has been created, it becomes second nature to you, and so although it feels weird, it feels different to live inside of this brand new kingdom—the kingdom of God—that we have been uh, called to live in, which is our hope and joy in Christ. All of the sudden, over time, these habits become our new way of life, and you you stop having to think about it. Think about when you're driving, and you suddenly arrive at work, or you arrive at the grocery store or whatever, and you, you have that moment where you, you panic and you say, whoa, I literally don't remember how I got here. <laughs> I blanked out for that whole 15-minute drive. Well, our brains are really, really powerful tools, thank you, Lord, that we can do stuff like that habitually without thinking about it. And that's the beauty of practicing the basics where they become living as a kingdom citizen becomes a habit and in many ways we don't have to it's really really hard at first i get it it's really hard think about journaling we did a uh a journaling challenge at the beginning of this year where we journaled for 40 days and oh my goodness like first week that was doable because you just that's the beginning of the commitment but man around like week two and three it became a real
1: struggle to do after that 14 day period that's where it gets tough
0: yes But then eventually, and unfortunately it's towards the end of the 40 days, it starts to be, uh, it starts, that habit starts to set in. And now it feels weird if you were to miss it. You're like, oh, wait a second, I got to go journal. Something feels off about me. And so you, you, you go and you journal. And, um, and that's, so again, and what is journaling in this case? There's nothing special or mystical about writing down a few things in a book or a diary. That's not what we're Uh, you know, trying to really achieve is learning to write. What we're trying to achieve is learning to set aside time for God and reflect on how he has worked in our day, both in the case of the Daily Growth Journal, learning to think about him first thing in the morning and to be thankful and worshipful before him. And then at the end of the day, to end the day, thinking him and asking, where did I see you and how can I make tomorrow even better? How can I walk with you even closer. And so those are the habits that we're really looking for when we practice the basics. It's not it's not about performance. It's not about living up to a certain standard because God says if you if you don't do it, then you're going to be less than I'm going to disown you. It's about learning to live the life that Jesus led, a lifestyle of discipleship so that we can become more like him as a habit.
1: And I think the important thing to keep in mind with any spiritual discipline is really that it's all about, it's a discipline that continually builds our relationship with, with Christ um, and, and with the people around us in the body of Christ. And I think that's why it's such an important tool for the recovery process that Paul was talking about. Uh, a lot of the time when uh, when people are are struggling with addiction, one of the things that they feel is loneliness and isolation i 'm the only one who experiences this i 'm the only one who struggles with this, or nobody else understands how I feel or the way that I actually got into this mess uh, and god 's given us such a powerful tool for dealing with that, and the celebrate recovery groups are a great way to uh, are a great demonstration of that. It's the body of Christ coming around us, seeing us for for who we are, and accepting us with love and grace. And really the, the spiritual disciplines are just an extension of that. It's a way of opening our eyes to the relationship that God wants to have with us that is full of love and grace. He accepts us as we are, not as we should be. And we have this privilege of beginning a journey toward becoming more like Him because we're accepted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, recovery never ends, and I think that's a really powerful theme of uh, this whole entire conversation we've had with Paul. It and it seems at first discouraging to think about it in those terms. Oh man, I've got to do this forever. Like I've got to practice the basics forever just to try to stay on top of. Yeah. you know, my own sinful tendencies. And that can seem discouraging at first, but when you look at it deeper, I think, it's, I think it's the way God designs the process so that we constantly walk with Him. We can twist, we can turn this thing around and say, it's not that I have to struggle with these things forever, but it's that I get to walk with Him forever. Yeah, And in, during this time of our life, when he has not returned and we are not made perfect and complete and we still struggle with our, with our sinful nature, that's just the, that's just the byproduct. Mm-hmm. It reminds us of what our mission is, what we're called to do, who we're called to be. And, and that if we are still struggling with this stuff, I think, it, I think it, it's a good wake-up call to say, look, other people still struggle with this stuff too. So now yeah. we're motivated. We're prompted to give grace. We're prompted to go out there and tell people about the good news of the grace that, that Jesus offers us. That there is healing that is available to us, and so I, I get it. It's it's painful. It's not always fun to experience, but I think that pain in a lot of time and much But I think that pain actually plays a really important role in our life for continuing to spur us on towards Christ. Because if we lost that, and you know, think about what happens when you finally get comfortable in life. You're tempted to just sit up you know set up camp like the israelites say you know what there's a good oasis here i'm not going any further and god's saying the promised land is still ahead keep
1: pushing forwards how can you create a lifestyle of discipleship most christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day and the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Paul's work, check out celebraterecovery.com. If you like what you've heard this week, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player you use. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.